Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Hoops and Hefeweizens podcast. I'm Alex. And I'm Ruben. And we actually have some like fun news this week. Um, I, I'm pretty sure I already know what the show title is going to be, so I'm just going to say it now. We're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, at least when it comes to basketball. Both yeah, when it which... comes to getting some retro slash new possible jerseys um, and... I guess we're all going to Disney World. Yeah. Well, man, well not Disney us, World. but I know. Well, we know we'll be seeing games <laughs> yeah. in Disney World. Uh I mean like so okay, first do you want to talk about the jerseys or do you want to talk about the NBA news? Let's talk about the jerseys first. Like all right, cool. we are okay, a cool. Mav centric podcast, so let's start with that. True. So from what I've heard through, you know, certain people on Twitter and stuff like that. Through through sources. Sources yeah, say. You know, so, yeah, whatever. Anyway, I don't want to call him that because it just makes things weird. And, uh, <laughs> it's a weird dynamic at that point. <laughs> but uh, so from what I've heard is that they're bringing back the retro, like old school green jerseys, which the are like the 80s, 90s green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, okay. yeah. And which are probably my favorite jerseys of all time that we've had. Man, I cannot so, wait to buy a Luka Doncic official green jersey. I know I might buy both, dude. I might buy a Luca and a Kristaps. Like, well, I already have, I already have the old, or I already have the blue Kristaps without the the uh, chime logo. That's right. Yeah. So, goal is to before the season restarts, have that be big on me. Nice. Um, nice. It's like yeah. A goal. <laughs> and then, and then, hopefully, then I can buy because usually the retros don't have the um the, the sponsor the, logos. Yeah. 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 So hoping that I can get a, a Luca one in the retro, and then maybe like a, an obscure—I say obscure—maybe like a Maxi. Having Maxi okay. in the green yeah. would be pretty cool. It's like Grant. How Grant has a fucking Maxi jersey. Well, I mean, <laughs> you listen—you have to have a green Mavericks jersey with a German player. It's just—it's yeah. the law. <laughs> and I have one. I have one, but it's fake. Yeah. But, but you know, uh, I'm dude. So. I know, like, they did this, like, five years ago, and that was a different, like, you know, 35th mm -hmm. year, you know. But for 40 years, like, it's going to be kind of cool seeing this, like, again, like. Mm -hmm. And I know, and, like, and there was. Mark Cuban, it's it's a market test to see how well the green does to decide if they really want to do it as a as a change. Yeah. And, dude, they're going to sell really well. Like, I already know. Like, I think yeah. everybody on Twitter is like, yes, like, this is where I'm putting my and, money towards. Like, And I understand that, like, I, I've come around a little bit. 
uh, on this. We talked about it months and months and months, maybe even over a year ago now. Um, Four times, yeah. Well, when Mark Cuban, <laughs> when Mark Cuban was talking about the fact that Twitter is not a representative sample size of the Mavericks fan base. Yeah. And I've come around on that. He's right. He's absolutely correct. But I would say, anecdotally speaking, Twitter is a representative sample of the most diehard Mavericks fans. The true MFFLs. And and so... If you have a representative of the most diehard fans, and your most diehard fans are also typically your early adopters of everything, and they're going to yeah. buy the shit out of those green jerseys, dude, I'm so excited for those. I, I'm I'm excited because like and, and sneakerheads love retros, so sneakerheads are going to buy the shit out of it. Yeah, like um, I yeah, I'm, yeah. You know, and like then, it's... and then older fans are going to buy it because they remember them. That's so, true. yeah, I mean, I, like, so I'm just like, like, I'm trying to think of it, like, from it, from a data analytics standpoint, and I, yeah. I really think that they're going to do well, like, just so, based off of what I'm thinking. Yeah. So it's funny, too, because, like, I have, you know, that by way of Dallas jacket I have, right? The Mavs mm-hmm. one. So, and it's obviously it's old school colors and stuff like that. Yeah. So I've worn that, like, to games before, and you get compliments every time. I know, but like it's funny though because like the the range of people that give me compliments about it, you know, like I have mm-hmm. like obviously guys who are probably a little younger than us, like coming up being like, "Oh, that's awesome, dude!" Blah, blah, blah. You and then the I have, like, have and I have like older people. I have like people mm-hmm. who are like in their fifties, you know, and sixties, who are like, "Oh yeah, like the, I want those colors back so bad. Like I want the old school look, you know, stuff like that." Mm-hmm. It's just like okay, like at this point, like everybody knows, like everybody loves. <laughs> One, the color scheme. Two, the like the the cowboy hat with the M. You know, like yeah, Don Cardi and everything. You know, just like it just makes sense to bring it back. And I, of course, like obviously, it's like an, this could be just like a one year thing. And I hope it's not. I hope they. I hope mm-hmm. like you're right with the fact that like you know this kind of testing the market, see if like people truly want this back. And if it does really yeah. well, like the rebrand, I'm... which I'm sure is already in motion mm-hmm. somewhere. You know, like. I'm going to do I'm my sure. best to to not get into the politics of it. Like I think most people yeah. that listen know know my politics, but yeah. no matter what you think politically, Mark Cuban understands business very well. Um oh, yeah. as much as he may frustrate me with his business decisions, like the decisions that he makes for the Mavericks for the most part, especially when it comes to jerseys, are business decisions. Yeah. And so like, regardless of what happens after next year with the green, I, I have no doubt that Cuban will pay a lot of attention to how popular the green jerseys are. Oh, yeah. Because if they're the most popular jerseys that the Mavericks have sold in decades, like, it, it speaks volumes. So, you know, I would just say, if you really want to hashtag green it back next year, buy green jerseys. Buy, buy retro yeah. stuff. If you can't afford a jersey, yeah. If you can't afford a jersey, it's completely understandable. Buy whatever other retro thing that the Mavericks are doing in in that forty-year anniversary. I mean, you know, like the jerseys. They'll be selling the jerseys again. Like, I'm sure Uh, people. Jerseys, caps, beanies. Yeah, anything. um, (laughs) Or just like a random shirt in general that's a retro shirt. Like, there will be there will be options for everybody. Um, At this point, medical masks like. Well, Which cloth masks, yeah. 
So, because yeah, I, I bought the retros, I bought those. So they should be coming in soon if they haven't already. Oh, you bought the Maverick cloth masks on uh, yeah, Indiana.com? Like, I bought them like a month ago, yeah. And they're finally coming in. I think I've I've seen some some chatter on Twitter of like, hey, like they came in or that's cool. I think one person one person unfortunately was like, hey, they they said they got delivered, but they weren't here, so that's kind of a bummer. Yeah, uh, I know, thought I'm, about I'm, it. I'm at home all the time, so yeah. You know. I, I I thought about buying them back in March, but then it said delivery in June, and uh, and my dumbass was like, oh, we'll be done with this by June. I don't need this. And then it's like, oh, actually, yep. you know, we're about <laughs> to be, we have like a week, a week and some change, yeah. you know. And actually, so, this is a this is a good opportunity to transition into the into the second topic. Uh, perfect. There we yeah, go. Main topic, which is, uh, we might have basketball back in the end of July. Like we might be yeah. two months away from basketball being back, which seems like a long time. But I, I mean, I was getting to the point here at the end of May, thinking like, man, we might really like just end the 2019-2020 season. See, I knew you were going to be like that. I was the positive one that was like, no, that's oh, fine. Oh, for sure. Like me, like I know Grant, Grant has been like, he's not on mm-hmm. right now, but Grant has been like, oh yeah, it's coming back. It has to come back. Like, well, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, I hope you're right. You know? So. And the thing that surprises me the most is not just that, but um, according to Mark Stein, um, the NBA is prepared to like play the regular season as well. Yeah. Which is just amazing to me. Like, I thought that if it came back at all, it was going to be playoffs only. So the reason why that's happening, though, is because there's a clause, apparently, in the TV mm-hmm. the uh, contract. Yeah, that basically says you have to play 70 games in order to like to make that money. Oh, the TV the contract, sorry. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, that makes sense. But also that means that maybe mm-hmm. I will get my, uh, my money back for... Uh, for betting on the Mavs winning, um, yeah, because the Mavs just have to win one more game, game right? Exactly. For you to so, get your money back, so fizz. <laughs> <laughs> like I think, like I think, like that first month, I was like, "God damn, he needs to come back." Like, <laughs> I don't need the money, but I want it back. Like, right, right. No, I, I get it one hundred percent. So I mean, like, it's good though. Like, I still don't know how it's gonna go though, because obviously, like, you have to play seventy games. Most teams have played what, like sixty six. Six. I would guess something th- like that. This is just a. Obviously, they they need to get pre- player approval to do this at all, and then iron out the details. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like, I w- I would guess that they are still going to shorten the season a little bit. I would say like what they would probably do is do this summer league type thing where they're playing games from ten a.m. to ten p.m. every day. For two weeks, yeah. to kind of get, get those games back, yeah. And, and then each team is playing essentially every other night or every every three nights. Yeah, because it'll all be in the same area, mm-hmm. so, like travels and then, on it, and stuff like that. And then each team gets an, an additional at that point. If you do two weeks of games, fourteen days, you're playing every other night. You're getting another five to seven games for each team. Yeah. Um. Which gets every team to the 70 mark. Yeah. And gives everybody a two-week ramp up into the playoffs. Which is exactly what I think a lot of people are like, hey, and let's then just do it. You start so. the, yeah, you start the season end of July. You start the playoffs by, by the beginning of September. You have the playoffs from September to October. And then you get 
basically like part of October, all of November, most of December off, and you have a Christmas tip off for the for the 2020 2021 season. Which I'm cool with uh, for the most part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just very selfish because I usually go to a, a Mavs game around my birthday because it's early December. <laughs> hey, same thing. My birthday is in November, and so oh, that's right. Yeah, we. This will be the one year where we both can't do I, anything. Like, yeah, I used to get really excited because opening night was typically right around my birthday. Yeah, goddamn. Because yeah, yeah, it would either be like on Halloween or a little bit after, so I could and my birthday is right after Halloween. Yeah. Um, So I could almost always guarantee that within a week, within ten days of my birthday, would be the first Mavericks home game. Yeah. And now I don't have that. (laughs) I know it's really weird because everybody's like, everybody's like Christmas tip off, Christmas tip off, which would be super cool, but it just makes me sad Mm because. That's I I can't go to a game for my birthday <laughs> this okay. year, which is fine. You know, it, it's it fine. It's it fine. I'm just going to hope that not this year, but maybe because I think that if Christmas does well this year, this next season, that they'll keep it that way. So that just <sighs> yeah. makes me hope that the Rangers become good again, and then I can so have a watch- Rangers playoff game on my birthday. That'd be good. Good for you. I only get hockey and fucking football. Yeah. Oh wait, no. EPL, well, that's over in the UK, though, never mind. But, well, you know, if you go to the UK for your birthday one year. True. Well, I'm not, not for my birthday, probably, but I don't know. Yeah. We're supposed to go next year, supposedly, but we'll, we'll see. see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, so, I mean, so we got that. I mean, into July, I think a two-week ramp up makes the most sense. Um, not like maybe, because what, we're basically in June. So you try and iron out the details by the end of June. You you give a month to iron out the details, hopefully. That gives you the beginning of July to whatever the report date is to Disney World to have all the teams in their home gems ramping up. Yeah. And then you fly them all out to Disney, all private charters, COVID tests there, COVID tests at Disney. Yeah, like every yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be different, man, but I'm sure that you're gonna have skeleton staff for the most part. I'm sure Oh absolutely dude, yeah. I'm sure that the NBA or the broadcasters are gonna be like, Okay, listen, we're gonna have a roster of broadcasters that are available and everything is off of a single broadcast. Even if it's yeah. Fox Sports Southwest doing it and not a national thing, I don't think that we're going to be getting like skin and and everybody else. I don't think yeah. that we're going to be getting our normal broadcast. Dude, I don't even care at this point. I just want basketball. I don't either. Like that's not my issue. Yeah, I'm yeah, just I saying. Just... Like trying to trying to prepare the people that are listening to this. Just be prepared that nothing's going to be the same. Obviously, yeah, there's going to be gonna no be no fans in the crowd. There's going to be probably a broadcast that you're not used to. There's going to be less people around in general on the court. But I think that the NBA will find a way to make it entertaining. And a lot of people are just going to be excited to have the NBA back in general. Yeah. Me included. So we can actually oh. make content again. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> like, no no contest. Like, I yeah. will be more than ecstatic to have the NBA back. All right, cool. Should we get into questions then? 
yeah, right before we get into questions, let's just go ahead and do a quick ad break. I'd also like to take a moment to shout out the network that helps us distribute our show, Armchair Media. Armchair is a collection of over 50 podcasts, including ours, trying to localize the sports world just a little bit more. We've been with them for a few months now, as you know, and we've really enjoyed our time growing our audience alongside theirs. Starting on June 1st, Bet Online will serve as the title sponsor of Armchair, as well as our show. This will open up the possibility to develop merchandise lines, as well as potentially host live events once we return to a semblance of normalcy. With NASCAR, UFC, and golf coming back, Bet Online has hundreds of games and events to bet on. They have live and simulated sports, as well as a $10,000 Madden Bracket Challenge that you can enter for free. Visit betonline.ag on your computer or mobile device to check out the action. BetOnline is your online waging solution. In addition to BetOnline coming aboard, though, Armchair will now serve as the host network for the world's largest skateboarding podcast, The Nine Club, hosted by professional skaters Chris Robinson and Kelly Hart. The Nine Club talks every week with the biggest names in skating, and they're on social media at The Nine Club. To see all these things Armchair, search Armchair Media wherever you get your podcasts. Also, check us out on Armchair's website, armchairmedianetwork.com, and their social channels at Armchair Media. All right, and we are back. So, yeah, let's go ahead and get into questions. Second second week in a row where we have stuff, second week in a row where we have a lot of questions. So, Man, that's great. I, I love the questions. Like, always bring them on. All right, let's see. Okay, Mavs Network asks... What are your all-time favorite moments on Mavs slash NBA Twitter? Oh, man. Okay. I so mean, I'm thinking like NBA Twitter at large because Mavs Twitter is a small part of NBA Twitter. I mean, there there are two there are two things on Mavs Twitter specifically that stand out to me. What are they? So number one is um, Kirk and his willing Luca into existence. Okay, yes, that's a great one. <laughs> yeah. A- an entire season of Kirk just constantly telling us we're going to get Luca. And yeah. I think convincing himself mostly that we were going to get Luca and it happening somehow. I don't, even I don't with know. the lottery odds against us. To we, this fucking day, dude. I don't know, I know. how the fuck. I don't know <laughs> either. So that. And then. I mean, we've got to we got to go all the way back and look at Mister locked himself in his house. And <sighs> yeah, that was the first real epitome, or like the the first like huge NBA Twitter moment. Uh, yeah, I mean that was yeah, because like that was when NBA Twitter starting to just now starting to like kind of pop off. Mm-hmm. Was it in my opinion like? I was like I didn't have the account at that point, but like I on my personal like I would like follow the NBA guy, you know, like follow people who talked about and stuff like that. But like mm-hmm. that was the first time that I think like me personally where everybody came together and was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> like you know, right? That was the first time that everything was like that. And so. it happened to the Mavericks. Like we can say for for all time. First of all, it worked out for the Mavericks. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Second of all, that is the Mavericks will always be known as well. The Mavericks and Clippers will be known as the first two teams to be entrenched in NBA Twitter drama. 
Yeah, man, that, that entire day was fucking wild. And it's still, I mean, top three most intense NBA Twitter moments. Yeah, I do. Okay, so Omar, I remember. What was yeah, it, dude. six years later, seven years later? It was 2014, right? Or was it 2015? I think it was 2015. Okay, so so, like, so five, six years yeah. later. But man, like, I remember, like, I was actually playing pickup uh, with some guys from Reddit, actually. When it happened. And, uh, yeah, so, like, we're like, oh, yeah, you know, so a few days before, like, he's like, hey, like, I was actually at Schlitterbahn a few days before when he was like, hey, like, I'm going to sign with you guys, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I remember being at Schlitterbahn just being like, holy fuck, like, I'm surrounded by, like, Spurs fans and shit like that because it's yeah. New Broncos. And we were like, we're going to get DeAndre Jordan. I was like, fuck yeah, bro, him and Chandler Parsons and Dirk, bro, like, all this stuff, right? Like, I was just being a <laughs> What a asshole. time was 2015. I was a fucking asshole, dude. <laughs> <laughs> And a couple of days later, like I'm back in Dallas and, um, you know, hanging out with uh with some guys from Reddit and playing pickup, and um, we start seeing the news like starting to trickle in. Like I'm, I was pretty active on Twitter then too, and I was just like, oh no, this sucks. What the fuck? And then, like, what am I? Like, you met him, Gil. Gil is like, mm-hmm. Gil's like, nah, fuck this, man. I gotta go fucking play some basketball because <laughs> I need. A, I'm so fucking mad right now. And so we're we're reading we're reading it and like finally like the the deadline passover right we're like moratorium whatever is over and we're just like motherfuck dude like he's gone like we play like two games like we gotta get the fuck out of here because I'm yeah. fucking pissed like everybody's fucking mad so it was bad it's that's still a really good that's a good question man I was gonna say that the other one of my other favorite Twitter moments was um when they found out that Colangelo had a burners. Oh, Jerry Colangelo, yes. Yeah, yeah, when he finally had burners, because that's just funny to me, because they're talking about, like, how he, like, you know, find a new slant. Like, a whole bunch of, like, mm-hmm. little, like, little-ass memes became of that, like, find a new slant, or, like, the big collar thing and shit <laughs> like that. Like, it's great. And you know, then, him just talking shit about Joel Embiid and shit like that. Like, yeah. Great, dude. Oh, and then, obviously, Katie is one of the best things that ever happened to NBA Twitter. Yes. Re- regardless... <laughs> You can love Katie like me. You can hate Katie like a lot of seventy percent of NBA fans. Yeah. No matter yeah. no matter if you love or hate Kevin Durant, he is a gift to Twitter. He's and it's funny because I see like I love his old tweets. Mm-hmm. Like almost like talking about like drinking bath drinking Scarlett Johansson's bath water or what else did he say, man? He's had some. Or he said about some how, dumb like, shit. And it's funny too because it's not even like how other guys. It's like oh, like they were like in high school mm-hmm. or whatever when he said that shit. It's like and, no. and he's also the he first NBA league. player to admit to having burners because we know every NBA player has burners. Yeah. So, but Kevin Durant's the only one that willingly says that he has them and like, outs yeah. himself constantly. He's just like, I don't care. Like, is this a burner? Yes. All right. Let's see. Next question. Let's see. Um... Renegade Jim says, hell yeah, mijo. Okay, hell yeah. So, good. <laughs> Our good friend Squish, who needs to come back on eventually, mm-hmm. uh, asks how. I answered that. this on Twitter already, and I said yes. Yeah, so we're just going to leave it at that. Thank you, Squish. Appreciate it. Um, my friend Hayden Park asks, is water wet? And why is the answer yes? Technically, uh, the answer is no. Ooh, really? Okay. Well, I, I want to hear your reasoning. So I'd have to go and and look it up again, but I did read some stuff talking about it that 
Water Sorry, itself gotta... is never actually wet. Water makes other things wet. But it itself is not. But it itself is not wet. It just is. It exists. It exists in its state. That is so damn interesting. And what it does is that... Because what's happening is that the water is covering you, making you wet or other things wet. So water is water. Water on things is wet. Therefore, water itself is never actually wet. That's way too much for my brain right now. <laughs> That's way too this, much. This is like that 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 TikTok meme. I'm not high right now. I know, but, but. <laughs> all right. Let's see. Next question. God damn my brain. Um, the the Kobe Beef asks, "How handsome is Doyle? I've met Doyle in real life. He's very handsome. I, I've never met Doyle, so no comment." But he, he's handsome, so it's fine. Okay. Um, let's see. Let's see. Okay. Shaking My Bacon asks. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm laughing at the name. It's a great name. Okay, let's see. Uh, would you rather have Justin Jackson or Justin Anderson on the Mavs? Justin Anderson. Yeah, I'd prefer Justin Anderson. I, I, I don't even care about the play. I just want Simba on the team. I miss him, dude. So, that'll, actually, that'll, no, I take that back. Justin Anderson, as terrible as he is on offense, is a very prickly defender. Yeah, I'd say he's a good defense. He has a good defense, uh, defensive presence. So. Like his presence in and of itself is not great, but he's very prickly. He knows how to get pe- under people's skin. Like, yeah. look at what he did to Marcus Morris. Such a fucking bitch move from Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> Hit him in the ball. face with the basketball because uh, he was just a little too close. <laughs> You know, like, all right, let's so I, I would question. much rather have Justin Anderson. Next question. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry, J Jax. You're a great person. All right. J- our good friend James obviously asks um, if you had one free throw and if you make it, you get a million dollars. But if you miss it, you never get to text again. Mm-hmm. Would you shoot it? I would. I would okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to take this question literally and just piss James off. Yes. So. More often than not, I'm using an iPhone. When you send a message on an iOS device, it is not te- to another <laughs> not a, iOS device. It is not a text message. It is a it is a it is a private iMessage chat that is not sent through the text message system through your carrier. God, you're so good. So, I'm probably going to miss, but my life is not going to change at all. So yes. Yeah, most people I know have iPhones. Exactly. We're getting them soon, so it's like right now I don't. Long story, but I will have another one in September when the new ones come out. So uh, it's only a couple months, right? <laughs> he could survive, but if you hit it, you still get a million dollars. So exactly. You know? So anyway, risk reward is not that great. Nothing, yeah. nothing tangibly changes in my life. And James is going to be so mad at me for saying this because I I'm getting him on semantics, <laughs> <laughs> but fuck it, semantics are still right. All right. Let's see. Chris Lopez asks. Okay, right now, everyone mm-hmm. in their primes. Who do you who do you have guarding Jordan? Luca, Dirk, or Carlo? <laughs> so I've got to say, I do not know much about Rick Carlisle's defense when he was in the league. So did you not see? Okay, because you haven't watched the the Last Dance, right? No, I didn't watch it. Okay, so Rick Car Rick got fucking sunned in like the first episode. Oh, okay. That's the reason why he's putting him in there because. Uh, 
basically like he like uh what do you call it was Michael rick Jordan. in his prime at the time i mean he was yeah it's when he was with the, okay. it was when, he, it's when he was with the um with the celtics so that's got it pretty much his prime so his prime in the league anyway but so basically what happens is that um uh, michael jordan just absolutely just like mm-hmm. destroys him on defense and then like the announcer or whatever the commentator is like oh look at rick like asking for his mom and stuff like that and it's just like it's super disrespectful, dude. But remind uh, me really quickly. Did did he say one on one? Did Chris ask one on one? Uh, he didn't say one on one, but I'm assuming okay. one. I'm assuming like in a scheme, and he, you know. Okay. If we're gonna say in a scheme, I'm gonna take Prime Luca. He's not in his prime yet, though. But yeah, I, I'm going to assume. <laughs> I'm going to assume with a prime trajectory, because Luca is already yeah. a. Very slightly above average defender. One on one, not as good, but team defender, yes. When he wants to turn it on, like he can, yeah. Right. And who does Luca turn it on the most against? Elite players. Yeah, because he wants to show out. Exactly. So, if we're talking in a team scheme, let, let's assume that we get prime coaching Rick Carlisle. Okay. Just for fun. And we get prime prime of his life luca i'm I'm gonna say that luca is gonna be a a still slightly but maybe a slightly more slightly above average defender with carlisle's defensive scheme i, I think luca gives you the best shot against michael jordan also michael jordan would do terribly in today's nba i don't know about that dude i think he would adapt you know He's a fucking freak of nature. I think he would have That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, he's uh, weird. Okay. All right. Michael, Jordan, Michael Jordan would have... Michael Jordan would be just as vilified as Kevin Durant in today's NBA. That's my hot take. Yeah, I think if he wasn't, like, social media savvy, but I think nowadays they would have been like, okay, like... I think nowadays, like, if you're coming up now, they'd be like, hey, like, you gotta do this, you gotta do this, you gotta do this. He'd be like, okay. You know, like, I think he would have just... To what, like, but I think, like, he would have burners and he would oh, be a fucking psychopath. He, so. he would be, he would be a combination. I'm talking attitude wise, I'm not talking about play. Yeah. His attitude would be a combination of Draymond Green, Kevin Durant, and fucking James Harden. He a party okay. like James Harden. Oh, absolutely, dude. Yes. Be a dumbass on Twitter like Kevin Durant, and be a and be an asshole on the court like, <laughs> <laughs> like Draymond. All right, let's see. Next question. Real, real quick, I'm sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna get off topic of questions. Did you watch the last game of Zones, the final episode? It's great. I was so pissed. Like, what did you think about the mellow joke? The one where he's like, "I'm good again." Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and mellow, you're on the bench. Because the reason I thought about it was because they told Draymond to go and and yell at people because that's what he's good at. (laughs) And then then they told, um, who was it? Who was it that they told the same thing to? Um, Wasn't it Boogie? No, no, no. It wasn't Boogie. It was... Was it? God damn it. We'll figure this out. He used to be on the Timberwolves and then he was on the Sixers and now he's on the Heat. Jimmy Butler. Oh, okay, Jimmy Butler. I was like, what? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they told Dream first, and then they said, actually, Jimmy, you do the same thing. <laughs> and then and then Melo's like, what about me? 
And then they said, Mello, you're on the bench. He said, but I'm good again. I know. God damn, it was so good. In the most whiny a- voice possible. It was so great. That was such a good episode, man. I'm going to miss that series. Well, the end was terrible, just like Game of Thrones, I guess. That's exactly, that's exactly yeah. what they're, yeah, that's exactly what it was. Um, okay, next question comes from Dan. Mm-hmm. So Dan said, please answer all these questions. I'm not going to answer all of them because some of them are very personal. Okay. <laughs> um, it's basically a 10 inappropriate questions we we wish we could ask on our first date. So I'm going to pick. <sighs> so I'm going to pick one. No. Pick two. Okay, I'll pick two. Okay. Uh, first question. Have you ever been arrested? I've been detained, but not arrested. I've been arrested. Okay. Um, let's see. <laughs> what else? Uh, one more. Uh... No, I'm not asking that one. That's too personal. <laughs> um... That's not even a question. Uh, oh my god, dude. Sorry, these questions are real bad. They're um, Facebook-style questions, I'm guessing. Maybe, I don't know. It's from some website. Um... Are you actually actually interested in seriously dating someone right now? No. I mean, either because I'm engaged. So. <laughs> I mean, so technically, <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah, but like you know, this is this yes, is but no, yeah, or no, so, but yes. Yeah, just one of those two. I don't know. Hey. Yes, but only for Amy. <laughs> exactly. There we go. All right. Um, next question comes from Stokely, who asks, "Why is Maxi Cleaver so handsome?" Oh my God! Why did you say it like that? Sorry, Maxi Kleba. Thank you. Sorry. Why is Maxi Kleba so handsome? Uh, oh man, good genetics, I guess. Yeah, I mean, he is Dirk's son, so. Yeah, you know, just good genetics all around. Right. So, let's see. Um, Jay Cranfull asks, "What is the strangest place you have ever vomited?" <laughs> trying to think of strangest. I don't oh, yeah, have. Any, probably... I don't have any strange places. Like I vomited in my room and in my car. <laughs> So I've definitely done the car well, one before. Barely outside of the car, technically speaking. But so I've definitely like in college, my college age era, uh, mm-hmm. definitely like in random bushes. Like I remember going to Lubbock mm-hmm. for a conference, and uh, that first night, I remember just getting absolutely shit faced drunk with fraternity brothers, yeah. and then. You know, wandering like some some dude's house, like just on one of the brothers' houses, and just like puking all over like their neighbors, like bushes. And I was like, "Oh, that fucking sucks." <laughs> and I think it was like a residential area too, so that's even worse. That's so, pretty funny. I think that's I think that's like the one that's the, that's my strangest. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I can't think of like a super strange place that I vomited. Someone someone responded to this actually. Someone responded to this actually saying his name is I Love Lamp, and he. He vomited on a girl at Ledoux in Hollywood about 10 years ago. <laughs> wow. Which is like, that's, yeah. <laughs> so thank you. I love Lamp. That's such a great story you added to this. <laughs> All right, let's see. Next question. Uh, Shakespeare asks, okay, so it's a multi-parter. So let's say you're a superhero in a final, fa- in a final fight of your masterful trilogy. This is like the final fight, right? That mm-hmm. people will remember, like in cinemas or whatever. Like it's like the big thing that you know people remember forever. Um, what song would be your theme song that would be playing during? And what power would you have, or what move would you use to, to win the fight? Okay. 
You should research these before we get I had time to look these up. I I did I did not look this up at all. Um so first of all, song would have to be a classical ballad of some kind. Non lyrical. Okay. It's gotta be high high in brass, lots of brass. Um doesn't have to be like classical in the sense of it happened in the seventeen hundreds. Yeah, just like just classical that. formatting. So like a John Williams or uh, the guy who did um the guy that did the Avenger stuff. Yeah, um, like all those guys, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um the guy that does all the um movies with I can't remember the director's name. He did the Dark Knight trilogy and Inception. Yeah. Um that that guy. Um n- not the director but the the music producer that kind of music and the second part was what kind of weapon would you have or like what power would you have or what move would you use to like be like the the end all be all like the thing that kills or destroys like the your enemy Hmm. your archive whatever well the real enemy is the enemy within so i'd seppuku (laughs) so I, I, i guess i'd be a katana so okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm joke. I'm joking about offing myself. Like I'm not actually going to do it. But if I'm a superhero, wouldn't wouldn't the ultimate sacrifice be offing yourself because you were the enemy the whole time? God, stop. <laughs> I think about it. Think if Superman finally killed himself because he's actually the bad guy. Things just get better after. Yes. Who is Superman my- saving the world from? Superman's enemies. <laughs> The only exists because yeah. was... who who is Superman <laughs> protecting us from? The people that want to stop Superman from existing. All right, let's see. I'm trying. Wait, to you what... did not answer this question. You've got to. No, okay, no, I'm going to. I'm going to. Um. So the song. I have two contenders. Um, okay. So, so ever since I all heard I do it, is I... win. No. no <laughs> So I, I'm also going like the orchestra, you know, the orchestral like yeah. instrumental way. Um, so one sample that I've always loved is the uh, the instrumental for uh, Kendrick Lamar's "The Spiteful Chant." Okay, like it just sounds like such a bass like little intro thing. Like I don't know if it'd be good for like the end song, like the song to be playing as like things are like you know mm-hmm. turning down. You don't know like if that. it would be at the apex, but yeah, it may be yeah, at yeah. the end. Yeah. Um, another one that I was looking at, um, the guy who did, the guy who composed the uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters movie. Okay. Um, he basically took like the classical Godzilla song, like the one that everybody knows, and like added like heavier bass and stuff like that, and just made it like into like this whole different beast. Um, okay. And probably that guy, uh, Bear McCreary. That's the guy. The guy's name. Um, I would want him to compose something for me that would be kind of like that. Um, cool. so the the power that I would have, the move I would use, um, dude, I've been watching fucking anime. <laughs> I've been watching something about Dragon Ball Z recently. So oh, I'm probably so like, what? I said I'm so sorry. Well, you know, I've, no, I've been watching videos about Dragon Ball Z. Like, oh, videos about okay, yeah, like breaking them down and like you know stuff like that about the characters and all that stuff. Okay, and uh, so I would probably do something like a fucking like Kamehameha wave or something, just something like okay. okay. That looks like it. You wouldn't like, like it, Spirit Bomb? Nah, dude. Spirit Bomb takes you fucking long. <laughs> I, don't, I don't 
don't want anyone else to help me out on this shit. So, I need the- your energy. Yeah, that's that's my those are my uh, six my- episodes later. Just a little bit. Oh gosh, it's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see. Uh, Maverick asks favorite Dirk hairstyle. Didn't we just oh. answer this last week? It's fine. Don't worry. Shaggy hair, Dirk. Yeah, I think sh- I think I agree. Shaggy hair, Dirk. I think I liked it when he had the beard. Like mm-hmm. this one. Shaggy hair, but with a beard, like the big beard. Okay, I would go shaggy hair with the headband, with the sweatband. Ah, yeah. Gotta have the sweatband. That's a good. That's a good look, man. I miss that Dirk. Tongue out right. with the three, the fist pump. Oh man, that's my favorite Dirk. All right, so this is the one I told you talk about. I told you about. Uh, I did not research this. Don't worry, I have rivers pulled up right now. Okay. <laughs> um. So Lane asks if the Mavs were rivers in North America. Who would be each river? Oh, who's Austin Rivers, first of all? Wow. <laughs> I hate you. Uh, well, see, 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 when you told me to research rivers, I honestly thought that you meant Austin Rivers. And I'm like, why am I going to research Austin Rivers? Oh, we're not doing that. <laughs> uh, so I have no idea, man. So, like, I think looking at these rivers, like, I think mm-hmm. Yellowstone River would be like, I'm trying to think, man. You know, Red so River Just, would always... Justin Jackson would be the Red River because he sucks. <laughs> That's a good one. Let's see. Uh, uh, Colorado. Let's see. Um, Rio Grande. Who would be the Rio Grande? Rio Grande probably smells, but not that bad. <laughs> Who do you think smells on the team? <laughs> I think they all probably smell good. That's the thing. Mississippi River would probably be, dirt, or would probably be Luca just because. It's the best one. Wait, which one? Mississippi River. Mississippi? See, yeah. I, okay, KP would be the Colorado. Okay. Because it's the longest river in the U.S., is it not? That's it, Mississippi, is it not? Oh, it's Mississippi? Okay. Yeah. Well, then KP would be Mississippi. Oh, no. Not KP. Boban. Boban would be Mississippi. Oh, there we go. Yes, Boban could be the Mississippi River. Boban could be the Mississippi. And um, everyone knows. So. Yeah. I mean, he's the only movie star. It's true. Yeah, he's he's hung out with with um, Keanu Reeves. So, mm-hmm. and he's he's the tallest, so he gets the longest river. Yeah, we'll give uh, we'll give Luca the Colorado then. Okay, because the Colorado is the coolest river. Yeah, it's a nice little river. Yeah, it has nice formations all around it. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I don't Let's know, man. Here. Who gets the Brazos? Oh, the Bra- okay, the Brazos, the Brazos. KP? Sure, why not? Not as cool as the Colorado, but still pretty awesome. Like pretty cool, yeah. Has a cool name, you know, mm-hmm. just like Christoph's cool name. So I I take that. Um dude, what else? I'm looking at a map right now. <laughs> oh fuck. God damn it, Lane, why'd you make this so hard? <laughs> That's it. We're done. We're done. I know. I mean, there's a Missouri River, uh, you know, out there in the northwest or the sorry, not the northwest. So, so to recap, we gave the Red River to Justin Jackson because it sucks. Yeah. We gave the Colorado to Luca because it's the coolest. Yeah. Brazos to Kristaps because it's the second coolest. Yeah, and then we gave. uh, we gave the Mississippi to Bobon because it's the the tallest river. Let's give Missouri to actually. You know what? Let's give Ohio 
to uh to uh Timmy. Tim Hardaway? Okay. Yeah, I think it's just like, you know, it's, everyone kind of knows about what? it. Hey, do not... me a favor. Actually, hold on. I'm going to look up shortest river in the United States. Oh god. <laughs> I already know the fucking punchline here, but okay. Okay. Shortest river in in the United States is 201 feet and it's called the Row River. And so, of course, JJ Berea is the Row River. Got it. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you knew. It still had to happen. I know. That's fine. That's good enough for me. Uh, let's see. Sorry, Lane. I just so much content. I'm trying. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Rachel asks, "When was the first time you cried over a professional sports moment?" Man, I actually cried. Oh, uh, man. I'm trying to think. Yeah, because I'm thinking it's... there. Okay, actually, I haven't. It was because the finals weren't until July of 2006. Is that right? June. June. Okay. January 2006. UT versus USC. Oh, shit. Really? UT down 14 in the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah. I was a preteen. I was sobbing. I was so convinced really? UT was going to lose. Wow, dude. That I was crying. It's like, oh my god, they can't do it. They're not going to do it. That That is like a memory ingrained in my head, mostly because they came back. And I was so awestruck. That's hilarious. Goddamn. Excited. I didn't think yeah. that they were going to do it. But just... Yeah. It was the first sports moment that I have that it just shocked me to my bones because I was so convinced that UT was going to lose. Yeah. Um, I have two. I have like a happy one and a sad one. Okay. So the sad one is obviously 2006. I think that was like, like I was a teenager and I was just like, it was like, mm-hmm. you're very emotional at that point. You're just like, what the fuck? Like everything is life or death at that point. Kind of the same thing with me and UT. So I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah, so I was like, "Fuck you, this! Like, this is fucking bull." <laughs> Crying, like I literally, like, I, I, I think I, like I might have punched the door. Like I was so mad. Like, so that, and then a happy one was um, um, when uh, when Iftali Feliz got um, a Rod. Man, like they, they, you know, like, the reason being is because, like, obviously, my dad's a huge baseball fan, so. Mm-hmm. And I'm a pretty big baseball fan too because of them. And the so Yankees just like, were our white whale. Yeah, dude. Like you know, because I because my dad can tell me like before like the internet was like really popping and we would play them all the time in the '90s during mm-hmm. the ALDS. Like, and the Rangers were really good. Yeah, but and could the, never beat the Yankees. Yeah, you know. So the big part of that for me was that my dad would at that in the '90s would like would literally camp out. For the mm-hmm. for those tickets for the ADL for the to buy tickets with my mom like they would camp out every single outside of, of the ballpark every single year that they made mm-hmm. it you know it's three years and um, so it was more like happy crying because like yeah like my dad's you know you know our team you know our team made it to the you know World Series for the first time ever blah blah like and, and we did it year. beating the team that we could n- literally never beat before yeah you know like that's the first time where I was like I was like oh Neptali has it's fine <laughs> like, it, you know like. 
not the same, but similar to when the Mavericks swept the Lakers. Because the Lakers were a boon in the Mavericks playoffs for so long in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Well, 80s. 90s, we didn't do anything. That's true. Well, I I said 90s because, like, I think they made the playoffs in 1990. (laughs) In the 80s. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Well, we'll say in the 80s then. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, yeah, that's, uh, it was one of those moments where I was like, okay, cool, this is awesome. Like, you know, and we bought like the hats and everything. So, mm-hmm. our next question comes from Alonzo. He asked, playoff matchup for round one for us. Preferred playoff matchup, Utah. Yeah, at this point, yeah, because Utah, they're hurting. So, you know, that, that'd be pretty sweet. U- could... Utah's hurting, and. I think Utah is I... rocket. Uh, the Rockets too, just because playoffs James Harden is a real thing. Yeah, you know, like it's just it, he's not that good in the playoffs. Well, he is, he's good, but Play, playoffs James Harden is to us now what people thought playoff Dirk was in the early two thousands. That's actually a pretty good comparison because I mean he has, they've, you know, they've lost against the uh, the Warriors every single year for a mm-hmm. while. And then this year, like, they've done pretty well for themselves. I think, like, just the way their play styles changed, the way they, like, they've, you know, delegated um, James Harden to be, like, the three-point shooter and then having Russell Westbrook be the, you know, the slasher, mm-hmm. which was kind of their, should have been their roles in the first place anyway. Um, I don't know, man. I think, like, seeing that and just, like, but still, like, still, like, they lost to us when no one thought that we were going to win that game. Right. You know? Like that, and they're just like, you know, going com- going true, true small ball, you know, by having no true center on their team. It's uh, I think that's gonna be that would be an issue, you know, especially if we have, we have, um, you have Kristaps, mm-hmm. you know, especially if we put Kristaps and Boban in at the same time, which I don't think I'd ever want to do. Twin Towers, that's uh, that's such like an archaic way of playing the game. I, I wouldn't want to do that against them. Could I'd you, like to have a could you imagine? Ball. Hold on, just two seconds. Could you imagine, not a starting five, but just a five-man lineup of Luca, Dorian Finney-Smith, Maxi Kleba, um, sorry, I zoned out for two seconds, Boban, and KP. Such a big-ass lineup. <laughs> but it could play. Depending on the matchup, it could play. Yeah, you know, we could always see. That matchup could play against the Lakers. I mean, I, I just, I'm, I not, would, I'm not saying the Mavs, would, the Mavs would win, but that lineup specifically could play against could the Lakers' play. big yeah, team. They could. Yeah, I guess the big team, yeah. Man, I don't know. I wouldn't want to do it, though. <laughs> I just wouldn't want, to, I wouldn't want to test that, you know, in the playoffs of all times. Well, the thing is, is that four out of those five players are still three-point shooters, so... It's just it's different than big lineups uh, of your, but yeah. okay. Last question is from Cody, the basketball guy. Okay, I love that. Um, how important is it for the playoffs to happen for the Mavs young guys? Would you consider it even a real playoff experience for Luca and Chris Apps? What's more important to the Mavs' future, the playoffs happening this year or Tim Hardaway Jr. extension? Uh, playoffs so, happening this year. 
Yeah, I think yeah, as of right, I think at the time, like it was still kind of like there was no tweets from Woj talking about like yeah, this is pretty much going to happen. But mm-hmm. um, I think it's really important for their playoffs, and I think that even though there's not really the atmosphere that you would get if you had a crowd, there's still the intensity. Yeah, still the intensity. Like you know, like they're still playing. Like I think these guys are smart enough to know that like literally, like I'm pretty sure most of like america will be watching you know these games here's my thing is that not just at this point not just the playoffs but even the two the the what i'm assuming is going to be two weeks leading up to the playoffs is going to be some of the most intense basketball that you've seen in years i'm not talking about hand checking and things like that i'm talking about experience on the players yeah when has anything like this ever happened before and when when you know that you have five to seven games, especially in the Western Conference, to make your mark before the playoffs happen, it's going to be two two weeks of insane baseball or baseball basketball. basketball yeah, it's going to be yeah. two weeks of. I think the first week might be people getting getting back, back in the groove of things, but that second yeah. week is going to be grueling. Everyone is going to be fighting each other. And even the teams that suck, even the Knicks. Are going to be fighting. Mm-hmm. You know, just, at that point, just pride. You know? Exactly. <laughs> um, so what do you think is more important? Uh, the playoffs happening or Tim Hardaway? Extension? Well, here, here comes my, my slander. Tim Hardaway has been great for this team. 90% because we expected him to be nothing. His play on the team is replaceable. Yeah, I think he is a three-point shooter and a volume shooter with passable defense at best. They bring a passer, but I mean, like, you know, like, so fair enough. You know, how many point guards do we have on this team already? A ton, but he's more of a shooting guard anyway. I know, I know, but you're talking about being a passer. So that's why Uh, I brought it up. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, just like, I think that for the immediate future, obviously the playoffs happening this year, I don't think that, I mean, Tim, Tim knows that like he was kind of on, he was kind of a throwaway in mm-hmm. that, in that uh, trade. I think he knows that. Um, right. Which is why it's important know. to understand that his play right now means that he's going to get more, he's going to get, af- after he signed takes his player option because it's going to take his player option. I think it's you have it's to, too yeah. much money. Yeah. yeah. But the year after that player option, assuming he plays at the level he's played again, he's going to be in his 30s, coming off a peak again, probably going to be overpaid again. In a play style that, not going to say he's very, 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 very easily replaceable, but is replaceable. At a reasonable price. So I think, you know, going to the question, it's, I think what's more important for him as future is obviously playoff, playoff, uh, playoff experience, you know? Absolutely. So, so, and those are all the questions we have. Great. So I think that that's going to wrap it up this week then. Yep. That's it. All right. Well, until next week, guys, we'll see you later. Later guys.